Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and today's episode is a really exciting one. We have Maddie Orlando, the founder of Artless Forever. I'm sure you've heard of her. Her brother, you might know him, is Johnny Orlando. Also, her younger sister is Lauren Orlando. You know, they're pretty cool family over here, but I love Maddie's pieces from Artless Forever. If I'm wearing a cute little mini skirt or set, it is most likely Artless. So definitely go check that out. But I'm really excited for today's episode. We dive into how and why Maddie started Artless, the experience of being your own boss and being so young and doing that, and about her life, her morning routine, her day-to-day, what it looks like, things she wished she knew before she started her own business, and so much more. I think there's going to be so many key takeaways for you guys. But before we get into the bulk of the episode, let's do our weekly intention. If you've been following me on my Instagram at Atlanta Bloomberg or on TikTok, also the same handle, you would know that today is if you're listening on November 21st, today is the start of our Hot Girl Reset. It's a 40-day mental health challenge to just get you into a better move and to get into the abundance mindset and to just like feel really good all around during the chaos of the holiday season. So what is the Hot Girl Reset? If you're not sure, I'm I'm positive that a lot of you have listened to the Little Miss Hot Girl Reset podcast episode from August. I think it was episode 85, but this is a little spinoff off of that. And so my weekly intention is to get into the routine of these things. I've been sleeping in a little bit, like around 8, 8.30 every day. And so I'm really excited for this reset. 
basically what it entails is a wake up before 8 a.m. You can wake up at 8 a.m. or before 8 a.m. The purpose of this is so that you have time to do an energizing, fulfilling, and grounding morning routine before you go into your workday, school, or whatever your day throws at you. The next is to drink water before coffee. We're super dehydrated when we wake up, and it's really important that we restore those electrolytes and rehydrate our body before we caffeinate. Coffee is dehydrating, so if we go in straight with coffee when we're already dehydrated, we're going to be extra dehydrated. Um, The next is to eat well. This doesn't necessarily mean to follow any diet. I don't want you to be on this restrictive mindset at all. We want you to think in abundance. So think of where you can add fruits and veggies, where you can eat more home-cooked meals. Those are going to be my goals, adding a fruit or veggie to every meal and trying to eat as many home-cooked meals as possible. Limit that takeout. Limit the going to the restaurants when possible. Just like try make like 60 to 80% of your meals home-cooked. The next is daily movement. So that's moving every single day, whether it be a stretch, a walk, a run, a really intense workout, whatever it may be, maybe Pilates, but a maximum of six workouts per week. Someone asked on stories when I posted questions like approximately how much daily movement. It can be five minutes on your rest day, but ideally the average should be around 30 minutes across the board. And it doesn't have to be the all the time altogether. You can break it up. For example, say 30 minutes, you can do three 10-minute walks throughout your day. The next is a weekly run. I want to get you guys running and to not be so afraid of running and to realize that you are a runner. So you're going to try going on at least one run a week. Just one. That's all I'm asking. It doesn't have to be super intense. It can be a recovery run, which means it's a super easy and comfortable pace. It can be a distance run. So maybe you're trying for your 5K or your 8K or maybe 10K or I don't know, maybe something even longer. It could be a speed run. So you could do intervals or fartlek or any sort of like speed interval training. Um, And you can run anywhere from like at least one kilometer, which will literally take you maybe seven minutes um, up into whatever you want. And it can be indoors or outdoors, just one weekly run. I recommend you download the Nike Run Club app, get a pair of comfy sneakers, supportive sneakers, warm yourself up and give it a go. Start with just tell yourself you're going to run for one minute and I promise you, you can do it. The next is to disconnect and read. I want you to put your phones away, all your devices away, and pick up a book and read for at least 20 minutes once a day. It can be a self-help book. You guys know I'm reading currently Attached and Atomic Habits, or it can be a rom-com or any other fiction book. It doesn't really matter. I just want you to disconnect and read for 20 minutes at minimum. Again, tell yourself, I'm going to read for one minute. I'm going to read this one page and I'm certain that you're going to want to keep on reading. The last is aiming for 10,000 steps a day. I don't want you to beat yourself up if you don't hit the 10,000 or get upset or feel like you have to start all over because you didn't hit the 10,000 or you didn't do all of these things that I've mentioned in the hot girl reset. It's all about consistency. It's a goal we're striving for. If you hit 10k steps, that's amazing. That's great. It's really for like the mental health aspect, getting you to go outside and move your body and get fresh air. I know if I'm inside working at my desk all day, I definitely get in a rut and my headspace can definitely be a bit lower, especially in the colder and winter months with daylight savings 
things and our days being shorter. So really try for those 10K steps. But again, don't beat yourself up. If you don't have a fitness tracker, like an Apple Watch, a Garmin, a Fitbit, whatever it may be, your phone pretty much tracks your steps. So you can use it to eyeball. But again, don't obsess over this number. It's really not worth it. I don't want you guys thinking in this diet culture mentality. This is very much a challenge to encourage you to think abundantly and create a very healthy balanced and sustainable relationship with food, exercise, and your body. So again, it's a wake up before 8 a.m., drink water before coffee, eat well, whatever that means to you, daily movement, weekly runs, disconnect and read, and 10K steps daily. This is all on my Instagram at Alana Bloomberg. And that leads me into the tip of the week. I feel like I've kind of touched on these things already, but really focus on that abundance mindset. Really challenge yourself to stop thinking in scarcity or in restriction and to think in abundance. You have an abundance of everything. Really focus yourself to and encourage yourself to think of hitting consistency over an all or nothing mentality. It's really easy when it comes to these challenges. And I feel like a lot of challenges breed this mentality that it's all or nothing. If you don't achieve all these things, like all the rules or whatever, every single day, then you have to start all over or like you ruined it or anything. But I don't want that mindset with this challenge. We're going to keep moving the needle forward. If we don't do one or two or maybe three or maybe all the things one day, we're going to keep moving forward. There's no need to start again at the 40 days. We just move forward and we'll do it until December 31st. But the idea is that we continue to do these healthy habits as we move into the new year. Keep pushing the needle forward. Referring back to episode 99, where I talk about the three best ways to make good habits, focus on getting 1% better every day. You don't need to be 100% better. Maybe the first day you do all these things and maybe the second day you miss out on a few things, but you focus on getting 1% better every day and that's what you're emphasis should be on. The last tip of the week is to have an accountability partner. I know setting goals can be really daunting and it can be hard to sometimes hold yourself to that with self-discipline, which is why I made a little group chat for you guys on Geneva. You can go to the link in the show notes to get join the chat. It's super fun, super exciting. Lots of girls are doing it. We have over 250 of you in the Morning Ray group. There's Angel Hangout. There's so many different channels and rooms on here. We have one for the Hot Girl Reset, which is super exciting. And I love reading all your conversations. I'm active in there too. And if you join the group, you'll know of little giftings and giveaways and things that we're going to be doing with the Hot Girl Reset Challenge. Now, on to my current faves. I've been loving putting my 1111 drops from Rainbow. They're adaptogenic mushroom drops. I can't remember exactly what's in it, but I've been loving putting that in my coffee. If you've been watching the vlogs on YouTube, then you know. I just feel like it gives me more clarity. It doesn't give me the jitters in my coffee. Like It definitely like helps calm that a little bit. I don't know. It could be placebo, but I do really love it. I just do two droppers in my morning coffee, the first one that I have, because I do tend to have two to three coffees a day, but I do really love them. The next is my Sunday to be continued tobacco vanilla candle. I'm definitely in my candle era. I love lighting candles, especially now with it being colder and snowy, and we've had our first snowfall here in Canada, well, in Toronto. Um, I really 
really love the tobacco vanilla can candle from Sunday to be continued. I think I have a code. It's Alana15, A-L-L-A-N-A, then the number 15, like one five. Um, it's based, she's based in Montreal. Her candles are beautiful. I love the packaging. It's a woodwick candle, which definitely was a learning curve for me, but I love it because you hear it crackle and it just fills the space with the scent so much faster, like almost instantaneous. I have hopped on the red nail trend. I'm checking out this red nail theory. So far, so good. I feel like things have been a little spicy. Definitely interesting, Um, but definitely love the red nails. I don't remember what color I got. If you go to Sixth Sense in Toronto, um, that's the nail salon I go to. I believe I got a five or a six. I think it was a five. Um, that's the red color I got in shellac on my nails. I absolutely love it. And also, I know I'm throwing a bunch of promo codes at you, but if you go to Six Cents Nail Spa on King and mention my name, you'll get 10% off. I absolutely love going there. I've been going there since May and it's just so clean. The prices are honestly really reasonable. It's 35 Canadian for a shellac manicure and everyone is impeccable. The customer service is incredible. Love it there. My last current fave are my new earrings from Dainty Diamond. I got these little like gold bold hoops, like really small hoops for my thirds. And then I got these um, like they're not diamonds, but these stoned little hoops. All these are real gold um, for my second holes. And it just I feel like my ear stack is perfect right now. All the thicknesses of the earrings are perfect. She's glittery. She's gorgeous. I love her from Dainty Diamond. It's my friend Jess's company. Support local when you can. But I'm going to bring Maddie onto the episode. I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for tuning in today. Oh, before I bring Maddie, I just want to thank you guys all for your support and everything. I received so much love and felt so much love from hitting 100 episodes last week. And I've just been feeling so much love lately, especially with the Hawk Girl Reset and all you guys being super excited about it. So thank you so much for all your love and support. It truly does not go unnoticed. I love you guys so much. And now let's bring Maddie on. So I'm here with Maddie Orlando. Welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. So excited to have you. So I always like to ask my guests, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? I love it. So my name is Maddie. I'm from Toronto, but I live in Los Angeles now. And who am I? That's a that's a hard question. I own a clothing brand called Artless. That's the main thing that I focus on now. I also have a podcast called Call Your Friends with my sister, Lauren. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get into lots more about me, but that's the main thing that I'm focusing on now. And I am a Leo, but I don't really identify as a Leo, to be honest. (laughs) I'm also a Leo. When's your birthday? It's August 20th. So it's at the very end. I think it starts on the 22nd and I feel very Virgo in a lot of ways. Okay. I'm the sixth. So I'm like at the beginning of Leo and I feel like, okay, I definitely have grown into being a bit more outgoing, but I've definitely identify with every other aspect of a Leo. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's with yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, for myself, yeah, I'm like, sometimes I'm a Leo, but I am, I don't know. I don't like to say I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I definitely, I do like being, like, in the starlight, like, always have been, like, a performer, grew up dancing, 
Me too. But at the same time, I would say like my friends have to remind me to be proud of my accomplishments. Like I'm not going to be like, look at all these things I accomplished. Like they're the ones that's like, Ilana, like you have to celebrate this. Like you should be excited. So same. I don't really celebrate anything. Um, I also dance too. So that's interesting. I never thought of myself as someone who was like in the spotlight, but I guess I did dance my whole life. So kind of was. What type of dance did you do? I competed. So I did pretty much everything except for tap and hip hop. So it's funny because now like I don't feel like I'm a dancer. Like I can't do like TikTok dances and stuff because I'm like ballet, jazz, like (laughs) not the type of dance that is actually useful for life. So that's great. (laughs) I did everything too. And hip hop was even like my strong suit, but I feel like I can't do the TikTok dances. So I don't think it would have really helped you. (laughs) Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Artless, I have posted an Artless so many times. So for the listeners that follow me on Instagram, if I'm wearing a cute set, it's probably Artless. Um, But I would love to know what is the story behind Artless? Like what made you want to start it? And Maybe like, where did the name come from? Because I think it's so beautiful. Thank you. So I'll tell you about the starting of the brand because it, it is an interesting story. Basically, I graduated from university. I was planning on going to law school because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll be a lawyer. That sounds like a great plan. I took the LSAT and then I was like, I don't really think that this is something that I'm super passionate about. It's kind of it just felt like the right path to follow and honestly kind of an easier path to follow. So I was talking to my dad and he's like, why don't you do something on your own? You start like start a company. My whole family's in the entertainment industry. So I was always trying to find my place. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. act, didn't sing. I danced a little bit, but wasn't my career path. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what do I do in this space that like I actually want to do and I can do. So I started making merchandise for my brother who is a singer And we just started with hoodies and sweats and that kind of got me into the apparel space. And then from there, I'm like, I want to start my own brand. So I found a manufacturer in LA and started a whole capsule or created a whole capsule collection. And yeah, I worked on that all throughout the pandemic and we launched in February, 2021. So it's been interesting and I never studied fashion or anything. So I have learned a lot and taught myself most of the things that I know now. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really great learning experience. And yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I am today in the clothing world. Would you say growing up, you were like interested in fashion at all? Or like, did you ever feel like you were always exploring like your personal style? Or do you think this was only something you grew more interested in in creating merch for Johnny? I was always interested in aesthetics, like design and aesthetics. And I love like beautiful things, Mm -hmm. but I also loved clothes. Like I like, I like to shop. I remember when I was younger, my friends and I would go shopping every weekend at Mm -hmm. the mall at Sherway from people that are from Toronto area. (laughs) And it was the most exciting thing for me. And I definitely was interested in fashion, but not, not seriously, like not as a career. I never considered going to fashion school or anything like that. And I never thought of myself as a designer. I was more so someone who appreciated, uh, yeah, I guess aesthetics. Like I I wanted to be an interior designer at one point because I loved like just putting things together and curating. Mm -hmm. I wasn't someone who was good at art or like sketching or anything like that. So I never considered fashion as a career. 
um, yeah, I kind of got into it more so on the business side, I guess. I was like, I saw this problem with the merchandise industry through helping my brother out and mm-hmm. like we could do this better and create cooler products. So that's how I got into it. Would you say since starting Artless, you've been like more interested in fashion and like developing your own personal style as a result of? Definitely. Yeah, I've become way more interested in fashion, like the world of fashion, the business of fashion, and then also my own personal style, because I really do see how you can express yourself through clothes. And I don't know if, I think it's also with social media, it's just so much easier to see fashion and be exposed to it. Like growing up, I don't know, I guess you'd have to read magazines and stuff to see what people were wearing, but now it's just so easy. And I've definitely become way more interested in it. Like I know I'm like keeping up with fashion a lot more watching fashion shows and like during fashion week and stuff. I was so interested. Um, So yeah, definitely. Who would you say either people in terms of like style and how they dress or maybe designers are some of your biggest inspirations? Like who are the people you look to for inspiration either when you're getting ready in the morning or even when you're thinking about the next collection for Artless? I love Danielle Guzio um, because she is young. She has her own brand. I think she's just a very great role model. So people like that I think are really cool. And then like designer wise, I love Blue Marine. I just think everything that they do is so creative and cool. And Hailey Bieber is another great style icon. I think she's amazing. Everyone loves her style. It's just approachable and accessible, which I think mm-hmm. is cool. I'm trying to think of other people. Those are my main, the main people I draw inspiration from at this point. I love that. Where do you see Artless going? Like, do you want it to forever be kind of like its own thing, like have its own storefront? Or do you want it to be in like a store like Nordstrom or Holtz, which is like, if for any of the listeners who aren't Canadian, Holt Renfrew is kind of like, are Nordstrom or like Bloomingdale's like I don't know like how you would position it but like it's definitely like a higher end department store vibe yeah I guess it would be like Bloomingdale's kind of I so we did have a store on Melrose in LA um and that was for six months in 2021 until the beginning of 2022 I don't have a store anymore but I definitely would love to be in other retailers. We have explored sales a little bit, but since we started in the pandemic, we started with loungewear and then have kind of evolved since then and now have a variety of products. So Mm -hmm. I think before we explored sales any further, we would, or like wholesale any further, we would want to refine our product offering, which is always something that I'm working on. And I think that a great place for our list would be something online, like more so Revolve is great. Um, essence stores like that that really have a great curation of brands that would be a dream for me like essence is definitely my goal so one day we'll, we'll manifest that yeah I love essence I see that happening for Artless so Thank that you. will be very exciting when it does for sure oh my gosh that'd be amazing what would you say has been like the hardest part about starting and running Artless? Like what are things that like you didn't really expect to experience and have to like navigate through? There's so many things that I didn't know because, well, I was young. I had just graduated university when I started this. So I was pretty young and I still am young and I had never obviously had my own business before. So I didn't know much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I also had never worked in fashion and never 
produced anything from start to finish. So there was a lot to learn. And I think that when you go into something and you don't know anything, like you don't know what you don't know. So I'm like, oh, I've got this figured out. I'm so, I don't know. I'm sure I'm very confident in my abilities. But looking back, I was like, I now think, oh my gosh, I knew nothing. And I'm sure that now the place that I'm at now, I'll eventually look back on and be like, oh my gosh, how did I think that I had it figured out at that point in my life? Because I knew nothing then too. So I think it's always just about learning and being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. Learning these skills, I think also being a boss is something that no one really teaches you managing people something that's hard for me is like I'm not someone who appreciates words of affirmation really so Mm -hmm. I always forget that other people need to be told like you're doing a great job and I'm like how did I become a boss like (laughs) how to how to manage like manage a team and that's something I've had to learn in the past year or so as that Mm -hmm. we've brought on um, people to that work for me just yeah managing people is really is really challenging so that's been a great learning experience for me. And then on the production side, learning how to actually make clothes because I had no idea what went into production. And there's a lot of challenges that come with it from planning and dealing with inventory control. The time that it takes to produce something is crazy. Like it takes, I would say like six to eight months to release a new collection. So you always wow. have to be looking so, so far into the future, which is has been interesting because 
we then you get into trend forecasting and all the things that come mm-hmm. from trying to plan so far in advance. So those have been my main challenges, I would say. Have you taken up like getting a mentor or working with someone who is maybe a bit like ahead of you in your career to look for for advice or input on everything you're doing in Artless? Yeah, it's definitely something that I've thought about. I haven't really found the right person yet. I was working with someone who has their own brand and they helped me with design a little bit. And they also went to Parsons, um, which is a fashion school in New York. So that was great because I learned so much from her about technical design because I could, I, sorry, I could come up with these great ideas of how I want the clothes to look, but then she would be like, oh, that's not going to actually stay on someone's body. Like you can't just have an open back with no attachments because it's not going to stay on. I'm like, oh, true. So the, the more technical side of things um, I learned from her, which was super helpful, but I don't have a, an official mentor. I guess the internet is great because you can look to people who've done it before you who are doing who are like further along in their career, whether it's on Instagram or through podcasting, I think that that's a great place to find help. But yeah, I don't have an official mentor. I would love to though. Yeah, I would love to have a mentor as well. Um, I recently became self-employed, so I'm definitely like exploring like that whole thing and like being your own boss and even like finding like structure in your day is like a whole other thing. Um, But I always look to people online who I like aspire to be like and look at them for inspiration or guidance in different areas of my life, whether it be in how I want to have relationships with friends or how I want to structure my morning routine or how I want to structure working with other brands and like conducting business or even like for my podcast, like seeing how other like successful podcast hosts are like structuring their podcast, the brands they're working with how they're promoting their podcasts. It's crazy what we're able to access on the internet and like in social media in general. For sure. It's amazing. And something that makes me feel better is there's usually someone out there who's done what you want to do, whether it's, even if it's like a crazy big goal, there's someone that's done it. So it, it means that it's possible for you. And I feel like that brings me a lot of confidence. So it's definitely helpful to look around and see what other people are doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is one thing you wish you knew before starting your own clothing line? Oh, that is tricky. One thing. I wish I knew that there was a lot that I didn't know. Because, I mean, I guess it's kind of good when you don't know. <laughs> I don't know how hard it's going to be. So I guess in that way, it's good to be naive. But I think I thought that I knew a lot more at the time and I thought that I was ready for it. I also think that no one really talks about the negative side of working for yourself, kind of going back to what you said about structure. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard to create structure for yourself when no one's telling you that you have to get out of bed in the morning. No one really cares if you do any work. So you have to be extremely self-motivated. And I never really thought about that or knew that before I started. So I think that Yeah, I guess just thinking about how you have to be evolved as a person if you want to start your own Mm -hmm. brand or company or do anything on your own, because it does really affect you personally. It it extends into every part of your life. So I definitely didn't really think about that before I started, and I wish I did. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that and a lot of people seem to think like, oh, I'm working for myself. Like now I have all the time in the world. Like I can do whatever I want. Like I'm my own boss, but you still, there's so much like individual work that you have to put in and personal work that you have to put in order to be able to continue to grow and excel in your career. For sure. Speaking of structure, what does a day look like in your life? Like what does your morning look like? What would like an average day look like from morning till the time you go to bed? So I'm working on structure as well because I think I need more of it. But a typical day for me now, I wake up around 7.30. I try to journal in the morning because it makes me feel great. Um, I don't always do it. I was in a really great routine during COVID when we didn't really have much else going on. But (laughs) Kind of fall it off, so trying to get back into it. I'd also love to meditate, but haven't really mastered that either. So in the morning, I wake up, I take my dogs out, I have a coffee. I will ideally sit and journal for maybe 20, 30 minutes, plan out my day. I think having a to-do list, and honestly, I try to write down what time I'm going to do things, like be super organized. It's super helpful for me because if not, I'm kind of just going out, going through my day and I don't really know what I'm doing. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I even do today? I didn't accomplish anything. And I hate that feeling. So I try to plan it all out. Then I will work out usually mid morning once I've had like two coffees at least and woken up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I will either go to the gym. I just joined a gym close to my house, which is nice because I like to get out of the house and not sit at my kitchen all day and do work. Um, So Mm -hmm. I will go to the gym, I'll go to a Pilates class, or I'll just do a workout at home. And then ideally, I would get ready for the day after that, put on a different outfit, maybe put a little bit of makeup on, like feel really great, and then accomplish whatever is on my to-do list. But then things come up. Being in LA, there's a lot of events and random things that I have to do during the day. I also have a podcast, so I'll sometimes come to my office and record my podcast with my sister. And yeah, the day totally depends on what's going on. But usually I like to do my uh, workout in the morning, focus on work for at least a few hours, like super focused work. And then work-wise, we do different things. Sometimes we'll have a content day. So my sister's working for me right now. So we'll go and shoot content together. We'll do TikToks, photos, or we'll go to an event, or we will just sit and get work done and have a meeting with someone. Like it, it totally depends on the day. What is it like working with your sister? Because my sister is so keen to like manage me and I just don't know how I feel about it. But my sister's older than me. I know Lauren is younger than you. Yeah, she's only- So how has that been? (laughs) She's 18. Um, It's interesting because she graduated from school, from high school in June and she's going to university in January. So we're working together only from June to January. So it's not a full-time thing. And it's been great most of the time, but also sometimes tricky because we live together in LA. So we're together 24 seven and we don't really shut off the work. We kind of just talk about work all the time. She was just complaining earlier that we're on a hike and we were talking about work. She's like, this is the only time that I can get away from work. Can we not talk about it? So we don't really turn off, which has been interesting. Um, But it's been good. We work really well together. It's also nice to have someone who just gets the vision and gets me very well. I don't need to explain um, myself. So I like that a lot. And yeah, we work work well together. It's been fun. Okay, good, good. 
Um, do you ever find like, I don't know if you've ever had to give her like feedback or anything constructive, but if you have, did you find it like difficult to do it in a way that wouldn't like hurt your relationship or because I know like with your sister, like I know with my sister, she gives me something like constructive, like I can be a bit sensitive with it. Yeah. She's not super sensitive, which is lucky. And I think also because we're sisters, I can be really honest with her Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be an issue, but I've actually had this with people in the past that like weren't my sisters who worked for me. It's really hard going back to what I said about managing people having those tough conversations are really tricky because if you've never had them before, it's like, how do I navigate this in a way that's firm, but not mean like dealing with everyone's emotions. It's very, it's very interesting. So it's definitely been something that I've had to figure out through the process of just working with people. But luckily with Lauren, usually we're all, we're all on the same page and it's okay. And she knows that, you know, like we, we, we don't, it's not really a problem for us because she's my sister and I can be honest. Okay, good. That makes me happy to hear. <laughs> yeah, so you can work with your sister. <laughs> I know my sister and I are eight years apart um, and she works in PR. So like she wants to like manage me like instead of me being with management. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're eight years apart as well, except I'm eight years older and yeah. I actually started off as her manager. So it worked for us. <laughs> I continued to manage her until I think this year. So it worked for a while. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, What is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self? Hmm. I think I would tell my younger self that you don't need to have everything figured out. I think we are taught in high school, especially like, oh, you're in grade 12, you need to know what you want to do with your life, but you really don't. And when you get into university, and even after you graduate, you realize that everyone's just figuring it out as they go. And no one really has a plan. And that's fine. And I feel like I had a lot of pressure on me from the high school that I went to, and also just the people that I was around to really have everything figured out. And it caused a lot of stress in my life. And I'm like, if I don't have it figured out that I'm a failure. And that's really just not true. And I'm 26 now and I still am figuring things out and everyone around me is. So I think that that's kind of the whole point of life. Like no one's ever really like finished or has things, I guess, figured out. We're all learning. So I wish I knew that when I was younger. Yeah, same. I feel like when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to go to, I was like convinced that I was going to go to Laurier. I was going to graduate from BBA and then I was going to work for like this like big marketing company, having a marketing role or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I literally transferred schools after second year and I took longer than four years and I started working for myself, like posting online, like in the middle of it all and jumping to all these like small agencies. And like, I still turned out okay to where I am now. Like no one really like follows a plan exactly 90% of the time. And like everything works out as it should and when it should. And we're all kind of just like, figuring it out as we go. Yeah. And I feel like it just continues throughout life. Like no one's ever really, no one has everything figured out ever. That's the Mm -hmm. whole point of life. Like we're all unfinished and it's kind of nice that when you realize that, because it really takes the pressure off. And yeah, I just, I feel like everyone who's young and like in high school and is stressing out about their five-year plan just needs to 
relax. And I wish I had that advice when I was younger. Yeah, I feel like just like so many adults put pressure on us to like know exactly what we want to do. And like the reality is, is like you don't need to. And like you're allowed to change your mind and like things are allowed to change. And like you can be unsure, you can be uncertain. And just because you choose to study, say your undergraduate studies in like psychology or criminology or maybe at one point you decided you wanted to be a lawyer doesn't mean you have to stick by that. Like you're allowed to change and you are able to change. Like you're also your first job isn't your forever career. And I think Mm -hmm. teachers and professors kind of instill that in you a little bit. And I wish they didn't because it's so far from the truth. Yeah, I definitely grew up thinking that people had one job their whole life. And maybe that's how it used to be, but it definitely isn't anymore. All of my friends who work corporate jobs have hopped around. They explore different things. And I think that's really the only way to figure out what you actually want to do. Like university is great, but it doesn't really teach you what you like in real life. So I think that trying different jobs and figuring yourself out in that process as well is really the only way to figure out what you actually like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know like being your own boss and having your own company, especially with only being 26, like I know I personally struggle with imposter syndrome, but I'm wondering, do you ever struggle with imposter syndrome? And if yes, how have you worked on it actively to overcome that? I haven't really struggled with imposter syndrome. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Really struggled with imposter syndrome, actually which is interesting because I know I hear so much about it on podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really understand. I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like I haven't done enough. I'm always like, okay, I need to be at this place or I'll set goals for myself. And I'll be like, why haven't I accomplished this goal that I set out? So maybe it's like the opposite of imposter syndrome. Like I always think that I should be doing more, which is a mm-hmm. challenge in its own way. But no, imposter, imposter syndrome, luckily I haven't really experienced, but I, I do get it. How do you navigate the feeling of like feeling like you haven't done enough or you should be doing more? Because it's, I think that comes like, at least like for me, when I have those feelings, it comes from like comparing like, oh, this person's already like five steps ahead of me. Or like you feel like you're less than or like you should be doing more. So how do you cope with that and like learning to be okay with what's going on in the present and being okay with exactly where you are? Yeah, it definitely comes down to being present. And I think also going back to what we said at the beginning of the episode, appreciating and celebrating your wins. Mm -hmm. I think if you're not someone who naturally is a celebrator of themselves, it's good to maybe be around people who can remind you to celebrate your wins. It's great to have friends that can be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing that you did that. And then you are forced to be like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Because you lose perspective. I think like you kind of forget that the version of you maybe one or two or five years ago would have been so happy with where you are now. And I think also looking into the present is a good thing and being someone who's an achiever and who sets these big goals is great. And it's a reason why like people ultimately become successful, but there has to be a balance of living in the present and celebrating where you are with that sort of drive or else you kind of never feel happy. So that's something that I've been figuring out I think having perspective is great. Honestly, going back to Toronto and being just like living a more normal life because LA is very fast paced and there's a lot of people here to compare myself to. So I like going back to Toronto, talking to my friends who are just like 
I don't know. I don't know how, how to really describe it, but it just gives me perspective that there is life outside of this world here where there's a million people doing what I'm doing, but it seems like they're doing it better, if that makes sense. Yeah. And being around friends who forced me to celebrate because that always makes me feel great. Yeah, I definitely agree with like hanging around people who aren't in your, I would say like industry. Like when I hang out with my friends who are either in teacher's college or they're in school to become like a physiotherapist or they're not like highly involved in like social media entertainment, like any of like this like hustle and bustle of like being a persona. Mm -hmm. It's like really like grounding and calming to be around them. And it kind of just like brings you back to reality. Not that that like everything else isn't reality, but it just like grounds you and like reminds you of like how far you've come. For sure. I feel like it happens probably in every industry. If that's the world that you live in, you just get caught up and you're always like looking to people in the same space that are doing Mm -hmm. better that you just fully lose perspective. And it's not just entertainment, but I'm sure if you're a doctor, like you want to be the best doctor in your industry. So I think talking to people who aren't in the space is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. And What's one thing you want to leave the listeners with if they don't take anything else from this episode and they just take this one thing, what do you want them to walk away with? I think, well, firstly, actually, no, I'll share a piece (laughs) of advice that my dad has given me because I think it's super helpful. Basically, he told me when I was younger that the only way that you can really fail at anything is if you stop trying, kind of going back to the whole concept of not having everything figured out. Like there's no real failure unless you say, okay, I'm giving up on this. Life is more so about pivoting and figuring yourself out in the process and figuring out what you like to do. And just because your plan is different than what you originally had in mind or what you wanted originally, it doesn't mean that you've failed. It just means that you've changed. And I think that that's actually like literally the whole purpose of life. So Mm -hmm. reminding myself of that always makes me feel better when things are going in a different direction than what I originally planned. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always take that with me. So if anyone's listening who's maybe on a different path than what they had seen for themselves, it's all good. And there's real, there's really no failure unless you just completely stop trying. I 110% agree with that. And that's something like I always like remind myself because it's so easy. Like if you have a negative thought to let yourself continue to spiral But if you pull yourself out of it and find that silver lining and keep like pushing like the needle forward, you'll be really amazed at like what you can learn from like whatever incident happened or whatever. Like, like it's only a failure if you don't like learn from it and move forward. Right. So. So true. You can always learn something from any experience, positive Mm -hmm. or negative. And I honestly think the growth in life and most of the lessons in life come from negative experiences and not positive experiences. Yes. For sure. And where can the listeners find you? Where can they buy Artless? Plug yourself out. So you can find me on Instagram at Maddie Orlando. Artless is at Artless Forever on Instagram. And then it's just artlessforever.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on Morning Ray. It was a pleasure having you on here, Maddie. Thanks so much for having me.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Morning Ray. If you liked it, you can help support the pod by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps support the pod and keeps us in the charts, which is just incredible and insane to me. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.